0: One more rocket balls, please. Real you know time the
1: game starts. A lot of distractions, a lot of nonsense. The title is back in town. Oh Welcome to Talking Title Town. Just a couple of casual Packer fans who act north talking about and believe they could be the GM. Weekly recaps, debates, predictions, and more. We're Dan and Scud. Thanks for listening. Scud, it's uh it's five in a row, and there's not a whole lot to say, but we're gonna find a, enough to say today
0: what uh what are you what are you thinking right now well yeah there's not a lot of positives to say a lot of storylines not negative storylines um just weird weird spot to be in I'm I'm 23 years old and I've never seen this uh from the Packers in my lifetime so just yeah just weird how about you
1: yeah it's uh I wouldn't, I I wouldn't say it's completely unfamiliar territory. We've had poor stretches, um, but this one has a different feeling to it. Um, You know, going back to the run the table years when I think we were four and six as well. um, Or I guess we're three and six now, but we were four and six that year. Um, Obviously the year when Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone, terrible stretch there. We had the Mike McCarthy getting fired year. We've, Been through some thick of it, but overwhelmingly positive, obviously, the last couple decades, and it's weird ground we're sitting on. But I want to pose a question to you with everything going on right now in the Green Bay Packers. With this five-game skid here, I'm asking the question, the biggest issue with the Green Bay Packers is blank.
0: What do you think? Mm. Uh, the biggest issue Uh now I've been thinking about this a lot the past couple weeks. I've been a really big Rogers defender talent and personality leadership character, all the above go to battle for him. Are I'm thinking I'm going to have to walk half of that back. I I'm starting to see him not be as good of a leader in this weird five-game skid like we've never kind of really seen before. I don't think that he's getting through to the rest of the team, especially the young receivers. I don't think that we are running true to what Matt LaFleur's offense, what he was kind of learning in under Shanahan, uh, McVay, kind of all those guys. I think that Rodgers is more so running the show now. I think he's trying to play Hero Ball. I think and he's not playing up to Aaron Rodgers standards. I think the biggest problem like right now, I think is Aaron Rodgers. I know what's I know it's probably gonna be a, a take, but I uh, that's what I'm going with. Oh, hey, what's your reaction to that?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's not a it's not necessarily a take it at the end of the day, it really would fall on the only, as, as we've talked about a few weeks ago, it's either Aaron Rodgers, Matt Lafleur, or Brian Gutekunst. That's who the blame falls on. You could potentially throw in Joe Barry, but I've made the argument that our offense hasn't helped out our defense enough to yeah. actually give them a chance to perform as the way they could. Um, ball pos- field position has been drastically in other teams favor. We find our defense constantly having to get on the field with opposing offense having the ball to 50 yard line, whereas we're getting the ball at the five or 10 yard line consistently. So field position has not helped out our defense. Um, I think if we were scoring more points, it would put a lot more pressure on the opposing offense and our defense to perform better than they are now. Um, With that said, to circle back to Aaron Rodgers, I don't think you're far off, Um, but you could probably almost twist it as the bigger issue being that Matt Lafleur is not standing up to him.
0: Yes, right? that. Yes, good point. He's the head ball coach. Be the head ball coach.
1: You're the head coach of the team. Um, you came in to run an offense that's heavy play action and I formation. Not necessarily I formation, but under 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 center. And I, I, I want to say
0: something about that too. Late later on, but yeah, that's that's what
1: he was supposed to come and do. That's what he came in to do. Is under center play action a lot of shifting and movement, um, you know, creating mismatches on the defensive end and we're seeing a lot more shotgun than we have in our last two years of successful offensive football. And I think it's just Aaron Rodgers pressing and being like, this is what we're going to do because, Hey Matt, we tried your way. It's not working. Um, when I don't think we actually gave Matt and his offense enough patience, especially with the growing pains of our offense and, the personnel we have on the field. So I don't think you're crazy far off. I, I would just twist it to being Matt LaFleur should be standing up to Rogers more than he has.
0: Yeah, um, I do. I think it's, I think it's, yeah, maybe it's not all on Rogers, more a little bit uh, sprinkled on the floor, but when LaFleur calls in a play and Rodgers has the ability, the line of scrimmage to, to adjust it and change it and, you know, right. Who know? We, we may not ever know what goes on between Lafleur's microphone and Rogers' helmet speaker. We don't know what's going on there. If he's calling two plays, if he's calling one, Rogers audible, whatever. But it just seems like we are in shotgun ninety five percent of the time, mm-hmm. and I think it's Rogers, especially you know, with a couple struggles, even in our wins, kind of our offense was kind of didn't know what we were doing per se. And I think Rodgers has gotten into this hero ball mentality where it's like, all right, I'm getting in a shotgun, I'm dropping back, and I'm slinging it. Which, yeah, that works if you have Devontae, if you have Jordy, if you have Greg Jennings, if you have James Jones, if you have Finley. But we have Romeo Dobbs, we have Sammy Watkins, we have Lazard. We, like, that's not, you can drop back 60 times a game and you're not going to win. It's, yeah. it's, it's too, too kind of, um, Offensive principles going at each other right now. I Once think it's that's why we stink.
1: Yeah, and it's an interesting dynamic, though, too, because especially after the game, um, what was that? I want to say, let's see, I'm just looking at the schedule here. The game against the Jets, right, when our offensive line was noticeably awful. Yeah after that game is really when we've started seeing the shift to a lot more shotgun, a lot more Aaron's way or the highway, at least as, as far as I can see. Yeah. So I think Aaron in his defenses were like, Hey, we tried <laughs> running the ball against the jets. We tried doing this. It didn't work. Our offensive line sucks. So I'm going to try to spread it out and take pressure off our offensive line. Um, so it's interesting dynamic because both ways have been proven to not work. So now it's just an arm wrestle as to which way do we actually want to commit to it, go with
0: going forward. Right. I want to say that we didn't try Matt LaFleur's I've been almost every week on this show. I've been saying run the ball more. Aaron Jones has gotten the ball more than 10 times, I think twice, maybe three times. And every time he's gotten that, he's gotten over a hundred yards rushing against the bills with one of the greatest fronts in football right now. It's like we've, we've, we were half in, half out on both. And we, over these past couple games, we've been almost, it feels like all in on, on this Rogers shotgun kind of, I'm going to do it my way. Whereas, you know, we're three and one and we're kind of half in half out on the floors thing. And yeah, it doesn't look pretty, but we're three and one.
1: Right. And, but it it, it, is, there is also some bizarre analytics and we know Matt Lafleur is an analytics guy and it'll say when it's third and one, or fourth and one, the best opportunity for you to actually get that first down is a handoff from the shotgun. That's what the analytics and I, say, and here we are with the lowest fourth grade or fourth down <laughs> conversion in the NFL. So it's like analytics is, is is telling us this, and we're seeing different results.
0: Yeah, the analytics probably also said for the Seahawks to throw it um, third and one, fourth one on the goal in the Super Bowl. And like what happened, you tell any running back the size of A.J. Dillon, hey, you need to get one yard. Do you want a running start to the handoff or do you want to take a little little half fake step and then get the ball right on a shotgun? I have a hard time seeing a lot of running backs saying, yeah, let me just get it right here and then have to get ahead of steam instead of getting ahead of steam, getting the ball and getting a yard.
1: Yeah, but I think it's a little bit more about personnel groupings and, you know, how the defense is going to react. Yeah, exactly. If you spread the field, you can't commit to seven guys in the box. It's third and one. You know you can bet on us throwing a little flat route to the outside. You have to respect and play man coverage on those short yard downage. So you're getting a favorable box when doing that. Um, I would actually almost contend that you'd be better off in a third and one and fourth and one handing the ball off to Aaron Jones, who can get north quicker than A.J. Dillon, who's a bigger back. And sure, he'd bully around, but I don't think he's going to get there fast enough.
0: Um, Aaron Jones also bounces off guys better than I've ever seen a running back in some time. He's he's an incredible runner for his size.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent.
0: I think we have two great options to do that. Just you know, if something's not working seventeen times in a row, maybe go under center once and try that. And I will say also on one of the interceptions, um, or no, it was a throwaway from Rogers. It was all twenty-two, and someone pointed out on Twitter. They blocked it up so well. They had a big hole in left side. And Rodgers threw it um kind of out of play. He was in no whatever. Elton Jenkins stomped his feet on the ground, threw his hands up. He uh, it seemed to me like he wanted to run the ball. And so I think that Rodgers is running these, and he's just like, I need I need to put the team on my back. Yeah. And throw for everything. When it's like, dude, you know what? We don't have we, maybe it's not even him. He's missing throws. Let's take hit that missing throws out of it we just don't have the personnel on the outside right now to be winning one on ones every single time, placing the ball perfectly.
1: Right. But then, and and again, here, you know, there, there's two sides of this too. You see Aaron Rodgers throwing up a ball on third and short in an RPO situation, run pass option to a rookie wide receiver, right? You'd be like, okay, that's actually showing signs of positive growth where Aaron's trusting this guy enough to actually throw it to him in a down that matters. Right? So there is a positive there, but the negative is is that actually what's best for this down in this circumstance yeah. in this situation? And the answer is obviously been no.
0: I'm starting it, the past couple weeks. I'm starting it's kind of towards the la- that last season of McCarthy, where we line up and I feel like Tony Romo in the booth. I'm saying, up oh, here's here's a screen out left, or oh, we're in shotgun, Dylan to the left. Yep, yeah, this is gonna be a handoff right there. You you start to just know what's coming, and if I can even name a couple, you know what is the defense who studied film all week doing? It just seems like we're we're so we've gone the opposite way of Lafleur's creative scheme where we can run and you know the Shanahan where we can run like fifteen different plays out of this one set. It right. now seems like we've we've gone to like square one even before Lafleur. And it's yeah. just kind of Rogers having to wheel and deal out there, which, you know, you can kind of band-aid it with the receivers I named earlier, but with the guys we have now, it's not going to work.
1: But it's tough too, because as much as we're predictable, everyone's predictable in the NFL. You know, it, it, you share film, you, it's, it's a copycat league. You know, exactly what the other team is going to do. There's really only a couple offenses out there. You're seeing the same defense every week. You're saying, Pretty similar of an offense every single week with different personnel groupings. And so you saw, like, for instance, last year, it's third and one, third and two, third and three, and you see Devontae Adams man coverage on the outside. I'm watching this from my from my couch. You're watching it from your couch. What do you think is going to happen? Quick slant to Devontae Adams. The whole stadium knows that's happening, and yet the defense couldn't stop it. So as much as we've been predictable, and as much as most teams are predictable. At some point, it comes down to having the players where you're man for man, you have to win your matchup one-on-one. And that's the short sighting of this team is that we just seem to not have the talent and the players to win those one-on-one battles. And if Matt LaFleur can't win that argument with Aaron Rodgers, there's nothing but stagnant offense that we're going to see the rest of the year. It's a bad recipe.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. And as the head ball coach, how do you not, how do you not run your stuff? It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter what quarterback, what players you have. You run your stuff, and you know, if having it doesn't work all the time, then you you know you let go. But at least run your stuff, be yourself, so that we can find out. Yeah, You can't let, you know, you can't let old Aaron Rodgers dictate what you're doing around here. And, and, you know, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, maybe he's not the best locker room guy. And, you know, kind of what I thought he was, you know, winning masks a whole lot of stuff. And we've done a whole lot of winning lately, especially with 12. And now we're kind of going through this ugly patch. Some truer colors are coming out and, you know, you're finally asking some questions now that you may not have earlier because, you know, we just we would have, you know, beat the Bills by fourteen. You know, or have beat the Titan. You know, win those games. You don't have to ask those questions. Now, some maybe some ugly things are coming to light that, yeah, people don't want to hear and see.
1: Well, it's it just seems that he's been a type of leader that excels in a winning environment, and does the opposite in a losing environment. Um, yeah, he has a competitive disorder to an extent. Um, he has not the greatest emotional intelligence where he can actually contain his emotions on the field. And it, it I think it rubs a lot of people the wrong way on the sideline. And it's, it's hard to watch too, because you just don't remember seeing Aaron Rodgers look like this on the field, you know, no, I've, five, I've six I've years ago, this,
0: this level of frustration. And, and it, it, it's like borderline seems like he doesn't know what's happening either. Like he's not only frustrated at people, and himself, but just like at this whole thing, he's like, what is, what is happening? Cause we've never seen this before.
1: No, it's, and it's new to him, right? It's, it's new to all us, but it's new to him too. So, you know, I guess you could empathize with him in, in some respect that way, but yeah. he's still the quarterback of he's a hall of fame quarterback. He's a lead by example guy that's being forced to lead in different ways and he's not doing it well. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of the bottom line. Do you think uh he'll be a green bay packer next year?
0: Hoof. I mean, I, it's all up to him, truthfully. I mean, there's ways there's ways around it, you know, if we trade, I think like after June 1st, uh we get a little bit of um help from the from his cap hit. I just don't see us trade. I mean, I honestly I have I don't know. I don't what know. because ha- I feel like it's more up to him and I don't know what he's feeling.
1: What happens cap-wise if he retires?
0: If he Is retires that all it's still
1: guaranteed money
0: or not? Yeah, it's still a huge hit. It's still a huge hit, but there's it's it's different depending on when he retires. Like that June I saw I've seen on uh, a bunch of packer beat writers, they throw around this June 1st date as kind of a date where either before or after it does something to his cap hit, whether it be trading him potentially or him retiring. There's something there.
1: So, what does your gut? What does your gut tell you? It's it's week one, 2023. You know, September 4th. Where's Aaron Rodgers?
0: I don't think he's playing for another team except Green Bay, and I think that especially if it continues to go like this i think he's gonna play one more year if we if we win a whole bunch of games and either you know holy cow we sneak in the playoffs or we give it a good good run and just miss like, it all right yeah he might be like all right you know I, I might come to realize like maybe you know i'm not i'm missing throws i'm not the guy i used to be this is a young team for the betterment of the packers hopefully he thinks that that I'm going to retire, let the Jay love show start and, you know, retire a Packer and get the heck out.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think he suits up in a different uniform. I think when he signed this contract, he committed to a long-term thing where he's going to retire as a green Bay Packer. And so then it really comes down to, you know, this season sucks. Do I just want to say the hell with it? And I'm not coming back, or do I want to go out swinging and like I'm not going down like this kind of mentality? And, and that's, I could that's see not him do to go out like this. Could see him doing both in a weird way. He's just such an
0: unpredictable guy. He he really is. He's he's you you can't get a read on him really.
1: No, which is part of what I love about him. You know, he's he's an intense guy, really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, He wears his, you know. His emotion on his sleeve, and you, I, and you, in some respects, you kind of respect that from a quarterback. Yeah, I I heck, because you, you know you, you see these DBs and and wide receivers getting these touchdowns and going berserk and you know making all this noise and when they're missing assignment, they're cussing out their teammates, but it it shows that they care, and you don't typically see like, that from a quarterback. I, I think it's kind of cool, you know, that you see a guy who's not. He's unique in that way that he's different. He's not the typical, you know, shirt and tie button up, you know, quarterback who talks like this. And I, I want to thank God and I want to thank uh, my <laughs> family and I want to thank everyone around me. My, you know, he, he just does his thing his own way. And there's a certain respect that I have for him for that. But I yeah, agree no, I, with you.
0: Yeah. I, I love, I love seeing guys play with emotion. And, you know, I always loved his state, you know, the discount double check the big fist pump every time. And then when, you know, he's angry, he's angry. There's a difference between kind of what Jair's been doing lately and kind of how Rodgers has been. And I kind of tend to more like the emotion that Rodgers shows. But, I mean, again, it's just a weird, weird situation. I've never really seen Rodgers play as bad as he did against the Lions. That game was.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was two throws. Right. I mean, it was it was the two throws and those both touchdowns. If they're better throws, which is the worst part. We should be four and five right now.
0: Uh, that was unbelievable way to lose that football game.
1: It it's, shouldn't even been close. It shouldn't have been close. It was two throws. One throw hits a helmet. Like like damn it. Like that happens all the time, but it had to happen on the one yard line in a space where that second line and third line defenders are only five yards off the ball as opposed to 30, right? And they actually were able to get the pick. And then the Tunyon one was actually Tunyon's fault. And um, That was a bend route. He was supposed to cut in front of the safety, and he read it as, you know, too high and was supposed yeah. to split it. Um,
0: he also then, missed a deep one to Lazard or, or to Ray too, which like I, I was watching with a Bears fan, and he, and he was kind of shocked watching the game. He's like, Rodgers makes that throw 100 times out of 100. I've seen him yeah. do it. Yeah, so it's so I don't know if it's the thumb or or what, but I'm sure that's part of he's it He's for sure off.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. But I think it's also he's just pressing so much. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a lot of pressure on his shoulders more than he has in any years past. Um, and part of it may even be like, if he knows he's double crossing Matt Lafleur and changing the play, it better damn well work out. Cause he's not going to admit it and apologize. He's just going to get a stinky look from my flair, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. It's even more pressure to to play hero ball and to make yeah. your thing work over the head ball coach, which I, Oh man. Yeah. Weird, weird, ugly stuff.
1: Well, we're going, you know, three twenty five this Sunday, Dallas is coming to town and Mike McCarthy homecoming. What, um, what needs to happen for us to win on Sunday? that to you
0: what needs to happen i think first and foremost we need to give mike mccarthy a big round of big standing ovation round of applause um i know things may not have ended correctly but he brought us a lombardi so we need to welcome him home and number two we're gonna need to run the football <laughs> i mean shocking shocking uh, I think Aaron Jones is going to be okay. He avoided a uh, major injury. We still have A.J. Dillon. We're going to need to run the football. I want to see us get under center more so that the defense isn't teeing off on us so much. And, man, we're, we're super banged up. But defensively, we're going to have to really try to limit the Cowboys scoring. I know it's cliche, but I don't know if our offense is going to be able to score a whole bunch of points last week was our week to score a bunch of points and kind of quote unquote, get right. You know, we got to, we got to turn this game into a muck fest, I think in order for us to win just a greasy, sloppy, tough football game for us to edge one out. We're not going to, well, we haven't, we haven't won in a shootout. We're not going to win in a shootout here. So muck it up, run the ball. And, you know, maybe it comes down to Rogers in the fourth quarter leading a drive and Mason kicks one through or, or something like that, but it's not going to be very high scoring. If we have a chance.
1: So your answer would be keep it low scoring. Yeah. You're going to go opposite. Well, no, I mean, I don't think we could score more than 24, not a chance. Yeah. Um, Especially with Dobbs being out. Sean Gary's out long-term. Eric Stokes likely won't play. (sighs) What needs to happen to win on Sunday is the ball needs to bounce our way multiple times. Um, It's just felt like penalties, injuries, weird turnovers at weird times have been the downfall of this team. Things that happen to teams that lose games consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, Where teams that are winning games, the ball just seems to go the other way. The other team gets that flag. The other team makes that stupid mistake. Um, Has that weird fumble at that weird time. We need the home crowd to stay in it um, the whole game. So we need to get it close, you know, for for sure halftime. And then we need a turnover to happen. Uh, You know, whether that's a pick six would be amazing. (laughs) Obviously, something special to happen on special teams. But it's not going to be our offense winning the game. It's got to be Dallas losing it
0: effectively, is what I think. Which. That's very possible. They love, love committing penalties. So, yeah, I think you're right in that. You know, we need a couple of things to go our way for once. I think we're due. We need to take advantage of Dallas's flag issue, also. They're, 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 they lost a playoff game last year to San Fran because of that.
1: But so we've been um, losing the penalty like bat- battle, too.
0: We have. Have, no, for sure, which is uncharacteristic, but that just goes along with if you're a losing team, that's what happens. I like your point about the home crowd too. We, for us to mail it in as fans and pack it in, come on, this is the first year we've we've stunk, in, and I don't know how long we're still in it. The NFC stinks. We're still in it. We have there's an extra playoff spot. We can still get in.
1: Well, if you're still it, in it, if you break it down, there's likely two teams are going to get in from the NFC East. Right? Yeah. No Yeah, they're too good. No wild card will happen likely from the NFC South. That division's terrible. Vikings will get in and so then it comes down to the Packers beating out either Seattle or San Francisco. Yeah. What's What's Seattle's record right now?
0: They're in the lead in their division. They're leading it five. Uh, they
1: are over this over the Niners right now.
0: I think so. Are they six and three. Yeah, Seattle six and three. San Fran's four and four. I mean, come on now.
1: So we're two games back, right? Yeah. That, so San Fran, yeah, okay. That's not crazy. No. Two games back on San Fran think about it that okay so we got to beat dallas by something happening special coming our way and just getting a damn win something positive going in that locker room so that we can at least give tennessee a good showing there and you know who knows what one win can do to this team i just don't i don't know is Cobb coming back anytime soon
0: Yes, missing this game, he should be back for the Titans. Rodgers said he looks good running on turf inside, but he's on IR. He has to miss four, so he will miss this game, which stinks because we could have – obviously, we could use a healthy team, but with Romeo Dobbs now hurt, would have been a big help. But we got what we got. Yeah,
1: and we're at home against Tennessee, correct?
0: Yes, Cowboys at home, Titans at home, and then we go to Philadelphia.
1: I mean a little two-game homestand here would be He's, so pivotable. I mean, if we lose this week, I'm sorry to say the season's over. Three um, and
0: seven. That's a that's that's a real uphill battle.
1: I I think the locker room would be gone by that point. If it's not already, and it might be. Um, but which is an indictment. If
0: it is, then we're a bunch of front runners and Rodgers is then confirmed not a great leader and things drastically need to change. If you're three and six still in a playoff hunt and the locker rooms are already gone, then yeah, you're a team of front runners. And you know, then the entitled town mantra that people like to call us is true.
1: Yeah. It just, I hope I, it's not. I want to, I want to hone in on one thing you said there about Rodgers, not being a good leader. I'm going to do a hot take here. I don't think leadership freaking matters in the NFL. Oh. It does. Don't, okay. Doesn't, it doesn't yeah, matter, yeah. but I don't think you need your starting quarterback to be, you know, like your high school freaking quarterback or something like that. These guys are all professionals. They have paychecks. This is their job. This They do this for a living. There should be no reason that they need someone else to tell them to get fired up, you know, or to, Lead them through the tunnel as if they're gonna, you know, take the back off the other other team. I think that's overrated. Do, do you agree?
0: That's a hot take because I think uh, that is, and I think I disagree. I think there's, I think it's the job of the head
1: coach personally. You, you,
0: you're right in that there is no reason that you need to someone else get you amped up, pumped up. But I think in the NFL where teams where good teams come together, have that culture, have, have one or you know multiple leaders and teams that don't, it's teams that don't, that the guys just come in, it's their job. They get their work in, they do what they're supposed to do. They go home, whatever happens, happens. Losing teams have that kind of culture. Winning teams have that bond, that, that, that cliche, that family, they come in together, they work together, they do things together all that stuff. And I think that when you, the locker room gets lost, then guys just become kind of uh, um, like individual contractors. It's like, yep, I've been paid to come in and practice and do this during the day. And then I go home and I'd come and do it again. And I think that's where kind of leaders come in and they kind of rally the troops per se and yeah. get everyone out of that. Yeah. You know, that mindset, especially when you're three and six, it's so easy to mail it in and say, all right, you know what? Got practice at six, film it, you know, 10, walk through and I'm going to go home and do it all over again. We're three and six. We stink. And I think that's where locker room guys can kind of flip the script and get guys out of that mindset and be like, Hey, there's still football left. We're still in it.
1: Yeah. But you mentioned the word family and I think that's a great point and I'll take it this way. I would rather a brother type leadership than a father type leadership when I'm a professional athlete and I'm a football player. Do you know what I'm saying? So like the head coach yes. can be the father the positional coaches can be the father of those particular, you know, position groups. But then I want a guy who I'm walking in with who respects me as a peer. And maybe that's just the way I have been like when I was playing football, I I don't want to hear this guy, you know, giving this big hoorah rah speech like yep. hey, what, like what are you doing? I want to go out there and to score touchdowns. That's what I want to do. Like yeah. Like don't it's it's almost like a condescending way. And, and maybe a Rogers lot of the,
0: is that father type leader. And it's not resonating with guys. Maybe you're onto that.
1: That could be too. I think it's, it's more important to have, you know, an eye level relationship with your teammates, as opposed to I'm leading, I'm out in front here. Maybe yeah. that at the end of the day is what Rogers is. He um, thinks he's
0: hot shit. And I need to, you know, I know everything and yeah, I need that's to do possible. this for everyone. Whereas, and then, and then where does Lafleur fit in? LeFleur is supposed to be that guy, you know, he can't be the buddy, buddy, brother to all these guys, you know, and you hear players, coaches, but you know, he can't be that brotherhood leader that you were talking about it. That's, you know, the kind of the players can do that. The head coaches is top dog. So maybe that's where this whole thing that we're not able to drag ourselves out of is kind of stemming from that, you know, leadership roles on the team are, are, aren't lining up correctly.
1: I think that's gotta be it. Because, right, like you'd agree, you want someone side-by-side side with you. These are my guys. We're going out this and we're out, out on the other field. We're doing this yeah. together. We're not listening to this guy. You know, yeah, he's a good player, but, you know, screw him. Like, I don't want to hear his freaking speech. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: that's that's the coach's job.
1: Exactly. And I don't, I Coach think Matt Lef- I think, yeah, right. And no, I don't think Matt LaFleur has been that guy. If there's been any knock on Matt LaFleur, it's been that when we have lost, and this goes back the last three years. Our losses have been bad losses, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, he's he's had that great time before, you know, earlier the season where he's never lost two games in a row. But it seemed that after bye weeks and when we had lost, there was just very low energy and our teams had just given up. That was a common denominator in all those Packer losses in our 13 and 3, 13 and 3, 13 and 4 season. Yep. There was low energy and our losses, we just looked so deflated. That's a reflection, of the
0: head coach. Yeah, terrible off buys. We'd get a playoff buy, and it's like, you know, dang it, I don't want that. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And maybe, again, you can you can bash Rogers for that, but also Lafleur has to put his big boy pants on and not take control of the team, but you know, take over some of the roles that he's supposed to be taking, and yeah. you know, let Rogers just be quarterback and and move along. So.
1: Well, what's your score prediction for Sunday?
0: Score prediction, I got us winning. I got us winning 23 to 20. I think I think we come together. I think we win a football game. I don't think it's gonna be pretty, but I think we win the football game. And I'm even gonna sprinkle a little absolutely, completely Homer sauce on this. Rogers is gonna lead us down with seconds remaining and mason's gonna kick a field goal to win it right in mccarthy's face love you mccarthy but you're gonna get sent home with an l
1: that would be so freaking huge i love that score just get to that honest.
0: just get 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 that snowball rolling downhill just get it started going
1: it's just we just need a damn win just one yeah and just to see what how the team reacts to that
0: Oh, especially with being beat up and everything like that's got to yeah, be a huge man. lift if we get a win.
1: Yeah, man. As seasons on the line, there's no excuse for us to come out flat. I'm going to say. It's a playoff very, game. Yeah, it's a playoff game. I'm going to say it's very similar. I weirdly think we're going to win this game. I honestly, I, I felt terrible about last week's prediction. I, And lo and behold, we lost. <laughs> I felt terrible about that game. I feel weirdly good about this game, maybe because I'm going up to Lambeau this week and I'm optimistic, but. I Let's got go. us winning 20 to 17. Uh, heck yeah. Go pack. Go man. Why not? Go pack. Why not? Get, right.
0: Yeah. Why not us? What Why the hell? Us? What the- <laughs> right. Let's Just do one it. One
1: win. All right, man. One, one win. We'll talk to you next week.